0: Last week, we talked through some questions based upon a Jubilee video centered around the differences between world religions and Satanism.
1: Another part of Jubilee's mission is to promote empathy. That's our goal as well.
0: To promote not only empathy, but ultimate truth found in Christ, we've got some more things to discuss. Welcome to the Pilgrim Song. Welcome to The Pilgrim Song, Season 2, Episode 21. I'm Alexander. And I'm Charlie. And we're your favorite interracial friends talking about Jesus. So, we're, we're back again. And if you listened last week, you know that we began talking about a very interesting video that Jubilee put out in 2020, just a few years back. We've already answered a few questions related to the video about hell and higher purpose and good and evil, but there's a ton more to cover Uh, As we mentioned last time, we'd highly recommend that you watch the video for yourself and think through some of these things on your own before you come through and listen to our take and kind of listen to how we think through some of it. Um, And what we really want to reinforce is for you to be knowledgeable. But if that knowledge does not come with the compassion of Christ, then it isn't true knowledge. So while we're going to be answering these questions and responding to some of the statements, We'll be also talking towards the end about reminds we need to have when we have discussions and talking with people that we disagree with, particularly about questions as important as religion. So you answer the first three. And the fourth question in these series is, I believe that Satan is evil. What about that, Charlie? What do, what do you think?
1: I mean, you know, right off the bat, like, what does Satan mean? Like Satan, the original word, the adversary. Mm-hmm. Like, if you even just take it by its literal name, yeah, like someone, an adversary is not usually a good person. Mm-hmm. So I would agree. Yeah. yeah. Is evil for
0: sure. Absolutely. Uh, so I think Charlie brings up a really great point about Satan is just a title. Uh, so. I mean. Yeah. In the Hebrew, it's just it literally just means the enemy. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to be referring to him through this section as the Satan, because I don't believe in calling him by a name. So my personal perspective. But uh, so all of us are enemies of God at some point in our lives. All of us rebel against him. But the Satan, the devil, has been standing in opposition to God for you know, pretty much his entire existence or since whenever the rebellion occurred. Uh, He's the father of lies. He seeks to bring our destruction. And it's not because he loves us or really cares for us or anything, but it's because he believes he's superior to us and to God. So he's a being that is prideful and arrogant and full of bitterness and resentment and lies. Uh, And I just think it's super interesting because the Satanists actually are going to come up and defend him. And Lois in particular, uh, she does not see it this way. So I'm going to quote her fully and so we can kind of r- correct this misunderstanding. She says, "Let's go back to Genesis: God wanted to keep humans from eating the fruit of knowledge, correct? And Satan or the serpent wanted to give humans that knowledge. I believe that's a good action. that's justifiable.
1: <laughs> give it
0: to him, Charlie.
1: so <laughs> far. It hurt my soul to hear her say this yeah. when I watched the video the first time. Oh, yeah. No, I just, uh, I can't even, I keep going. <laughs> it's better. It's just, uh, like, how can you say, like, how, oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: it's so bad. You just, you. I mean, they're coming through it with this really weird lens. Yeah, and tough. for me, what my head automatically went to was Kanye when he, and Jesus is king. <laughs> like, Kanye, as crazy as he is, yeah. right? I pray for Kanye a lot, guys. Uh, but as crazy as he is, even he understands that story is In the garden, they had everything they needed because they had the Lord there. The Lord was providing. So the second they decided, I need something beyond God, that was reaching for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God had given them everything they needed. So you are viewing this through, oh, it's just, you know, God is letting them say stupid. And it's like, no, God has given them all that they needed. Uh, So the whole point of even the scripture and Jesus' sacrifice is for us to return to this relationship with the Lord, that we can have peace with him. Um, when the whole point of, G- of the devil, of the Satan was to separate us. And then you turn around and insist that he's the good being. Uh, it's just kind of ridiculous. Oh,
1: no, it kills me. It's like, it's like they, they paint God and she paints it in her way. She talks like God is evil for withholding knowledge from humanity. essentially, mm-hmm. and, it, and they almost paint this idea of, like Adam and Eve were like just vegetables in the gar—that's the vegetables in the garden. <laughs> I didn't mean that was, that was too good. Of all, right. all right, uh, uh, they were just you know thoughtless blobs. You mm-hmm. know, they, they they were just like animals essentially, like no thoughts or reasons or whatsoever. Uh, yeah, clearly if you just read the text, like that's not the case at all. Adam was a was a, was a tender of the garden. Like mm-hmm. he, he kept it. That requires some level of of not like it wasn't like they were just mindless. You know. I don't know what's the word. Just dumb people walking yeah. around. With, Amoebas. <laughs> you know, and one of them makes the point like they didn't even know they were naked. Like, yeah. like that's just they're so like dumb. And I'm like, no, no, that's not the, that's not the point. Like, yeah. completely, they, they completely misunderstand what the knowledge is that they even receive. Right? It's Absolutely. not like they just got book smart from eating a fruit on a tree. Like, yeah. No, that's not the knowledge that they were gaining. And so, yeah, just to, to paint God as evil and. The, and the adversary is the hero of the story. Like he sets them free, yeah. essentially. Like gives them freedom, and it's like, oh no! Yeah, it, it hurt. It hurt a lot to listen to it. I think
0: it explains how good the the devil is about deceiving people. That he's like, oh yeah, I'm actually the hero of the story, and people yeah. believe that.
1: Anybody that walks away reading the garden's like, oh man, the devil's the hero for like, sure. He's the. It's just it just hurts, man. It's just tough to hear. Yeah. So,
0: and let's just, I mean, from a whatever basis you want to take it, the cognitive ability to speak is pretty impressive. So the fact that Adam and Eve were able to speak yep. means a lot about their intelligence. So I'll just leave that there. Uh, Jason also says that the Satan was the first to advocate for equal rights. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> I genuinely don't know where that comes from. Uh, one of my favorite verses is in Genesis 1, and 27, where God, he sings. He, there's this poem about how he has created both man and women in his image, meaning that they are due respect and dignity. So because other people have come in and have stripped that humanity, that does not mean that is God's ideal, because what we see God's ideal is is in genesis 1 and also like other passages i'm going through galatians right now lots so of galatians 3 talks about how they in christ there is no jew or greek no slave or free no man or woman but all are one so yeah. equal rights that's found in christ yeah. Yeah. I,
1: I think he pulls it from like genesis 3 and uh, verse 5 when he's like when the devil specifically uses the tactic of like hate god knows when you're going to eat of this you mm. will become one him. Oh. Like him, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Where he reads that verse of like, oh, Satan's just you know fighting for equality, and it's not equality between like man and woman, or equal- I mean, maybe not. I could be reading really different, but yeah, like the way I feel like he's talking about is this equality between man and God. Like who is God that he should be more powerful? Interesting. Than Therefore, Satan's advocating for equality between man and God, of like you'll be like God. You know, he just, again, they see God as this person that's just keeping people mindless, you know, as his own little puppets. Yeah. And Satan's the one that goes and cuts the strings and sets them free and makes them equal, right? Like, that's... That's okay.
0: That is a... I could
1: be wrong.
0: But that makes sense. That tracks with how get the rest of what he says, because I don't know if you remember in the video, but he yeah. specifically talks about how God has his perspective of he's going to separate people out because yeah, yeah, yeah. he wants them to be, you know... You're not allowed to have the tree of knowledge of good and evil because all I want to do is put you down. Yeah, yeah. So that, that tracks with the rest of what he said. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. It's still, uh,
1: it's, it's just, again, they're, yeah. they're they're viewing Satan as the hero. And it's just...
0: For sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, a Satanist view Satan as
0: a hero. I, I guess so. Yeah. So for me, like when I was going through this, uh, Charlie mentioned how... Richard Lales says that they were just naked and stupid. And it's just like every time some of this stuff comes up, it's a really uncharitable view of God. If you don't want to believe in him or you don't want to like him. OK, but you have to show him in his, you know, in the light that actually he reveals himself to be. Uh, as, again, as I mentioned, Jason talks about God making humans as playthings; He's forcing humans to submit just because he doesn't want humans to be on his level. And none of that is true. In the contrast, Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians uh, 4, how we are preparing for a weight of glory beyond what we can comprehend. That is what the Lord is bringing us towards. We're told in John that not only did Jesus die for us, but he died to make us his children, his sons and daughters. Uh, The end in Revelation points to us not being his playthings, but being in relationship with him forever. It's not playthings, it's family. So... I don't want to speculate too much about the devil's origin outside of what we do have, but just seeing what God's desires for us and what desires for us to become is a being that desires the opposite of that. Is he even close to good? Could he be something that really wants our best? Um, So, you know, I, I, that's when I was going through that. It was, it was pretty hard for me. Uh, One of the other things I thought was interesting was this question like I know that it is, the video is edited. They, maybe they ask some other questions, stuff like that, but this video comes on the heels or this question comes only like two or three questions after we're told, or they have this question about, is there good and evil? Yeah. So then when Lois comes up or the other Satan has come up and insists, Oh, the devil is not actually evil. Actually he's good or he's morally justifiable and all this stuff. That doesn't make sense. That's not consistent with your worldview. So I insist that Christians need to be consistent with ours. I encourage that of everyone else as well. Does it make sense for us to say that nothing is good and evil and then to insist that God is bad and the Satan is good? That doesn't make sense. So we need to be able to defend our faith for sure. But we also have to make sure that, uh, I mean, even in this case, Satanists when they wear the name of satan they have to defend the character and the person that satan is just as i have to defend christ as i wear the name christian um so i just thought that was really interesting that let's justify a character using a moral basis that we don't actually believe in i yeah. it was really hard for me <laughs> but yeah, yeah it, was just,
1: it was hard to listen to it's, it's hard to talk about I mean,
0: it's for just, sure it's rough. So, do you have anything else about this section, you...
1: No, I mean, you know, what they've done, and it's pretty clear from the beginning, right? They they have either heard or convinced themselves that, like, whether or not there's good or evil, right, that God is just not not a nice person. Mm-hmm. They've convinced themselves that that God is an evil figure, um, that God is the problem. Not even necessarily that, like, the devil is the right, but just that like, God is bad. And so, therefore... Anything that a Christian believes is is going to be bad. comes from God is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of the Bible, therefore, cannot be believed because there's like, you know, you're learning from a bad deity. Uh, and so that that's, you know, it's, it's really hard for me. You know, we talked about wanting to be empathetic. Right. And so you try to you try to get on their level in some way and try to understand. And it's really hard. Like I get, obviously got very fired up. But it's hard <laughs> to hear someone say that. Um, but you know, there's obviously a reason why they have, that they feel this way. Uh, and I don't want to go into the psychology. I don't know them and I don't know why, but there's obviously a reason why. So, you know, I reacted harshly and maybe I reacted too harshly, right? You know, they have these feelings for some reason and that's something that if, you know, we're ever confronted with something that you should talk about with them, right? Explore the idea, figure out where this comes from. You know, at least, right, if you want to look at it, you know, you know, at least they understand who they're mad at, right? At mm-hmm. least they're not trying to be, like, mad at the world or mad at, you know, Christians. Like, at least they understand they're mad at God, right? Mm-hmm. That's who ultimately that they are willing to admit that they're mad at, you know, kind of like a Cain situation. Interesting, right? yeah. It's like, you know, at least they're willing to admit they're not, you know, mad at the Christian. They're mad at God. So, the source of, of, of the religion. So... You know, it's tough to understand, but
0: Yeah. And I mean that's the thing, is, is especially if you're a Christian, you go through and watch this video, it's it's hard. Some of those statements, as Charlie mentioned, get you fired up. Uh so not trying to be rude, but you know, when we we're passionate about this. Yeah. We believe this to be true. So to hear people mocking the thing that should give them hope and joy and love and peace, it's hard to hear it come off so badly. Yeah. But yeah, so We've got some more to talk about. We're going to take a quick break and give you a quick break as well. We'll be right back. So the next couple of questions begin with a very broad one. Religion has caused more harm than good. How about about it, Charlie? What do you think? Yeah,
1: I mean, this is something that we've talked about. You've talked about a lot. Like I know this is this is an area that you know we've talked about it in Bible classes that you've done, right? You obviously care, you know, a lot about this subject, and um, it's a it's a heavy thing, right? There's a lot of people that take this stance that. You know, they blame Christianity for all the world's problems Mm -hmm. or just religion, not necessarily Christianity, but religion in general is the reason why wars are fought, is the reason why people have died. You know, they look at things like the Crusades and whatnot. Um, Misunderstanding, right, that, you know, they look at that and say that that's bad. And we also look at that and agree 100%. Mm -hmm. Like, I think... Um, that's an area that we would look at that with him and agree. Absolutely. Yeah. The crusades were terrible. The wars that the wars that were fought in the, in the name of God, right. It's terrible when someone goes and kills a bunch of people and says that it's because they're a follower of God and these people needed to be pruned. That's terrible. Like none of that stuff that we would, that we would also, we would not look at any of that and then be like, yeah, that's a hundred percent appropriate way to handle scripture. Um, and so, you know, yeah. And It's just, again, it's tough, right? Because they're blaming Christianity for life being awful. uh, And it's like the song, you know, Imagine, right? Mm. So I know you don't love that song. I hate that song. I don't either. (laughs) It's this idea that the world would be better off if religion didn't exist. And so, you know, it's just, it's misinterpretation, misinterpreting Christianity. And it's, it's making blanket statements about Christianity as a whole because of the sins of a few. Absolutely. It's tough.
0: Uh, so, at, I agree with Charlie. And what I took this perspective more of was just religion in general. So, religion has caused more harm than good. I would honestly say I agree. Uh, because, broadly, uh, one an example I'm using is Netflix. Uh, you watched a Netflix documentary called Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey. And it's about the fundament- fundamentalist LDS and Warren Jeffs. And here is a guy who makes himself the voice of God on the earth and then does some awful terrible stuff that I do not feel comfortable repeating on this podcast. So, broadly, religion sure has done more harm than good, I think both in a sense of what it's done to the world but also to souls and people who are misled by things like the LDS church. Also, Islam, I think is a, is a false religion. So, any sort of false teaching, I think that is led to bad things in the world and bad things for souls however just as charlie was mentioning if we're talking christianity by itself absolutely not the declaration of human rights that didn't come around until the 1900s mind you um hospitals science books art all of that has in has been influenced by the christian faith um so when it comes to where christianity has touched it is Like, where we we were basically barbaric 2,000 years ago, and something changed, and that was Jesus, and that was his church. So, it's very easy to see how helpful and how much the world has been changed and benefited from Christianity. But if we're talking about religion in general, yeah, I think it's done a lot of harm to souls and to people. Um, As Charlie mentioned, Jason and Richard Lale both mentioned wars, which I addressed last episode. But wars... More evil have been done in war, and uh, throughout history, they've been motivated by a lot of other factors rather than religion. On a purely evidential basis, they are wrong. More wars have been committed for irreligious cases, and their argument would fall apart from there. Um, One interesting thing that I want to point out as well was uh, Regini Regini? Uh, argues, again, that religion itself would never cause harm. I think, mm. I think in the like deep philosophical part, thing. it sounds it sounds reasonable. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, religion doesn't cause harm in and of itself. Yeah. That's not true. I disagree wholeheartedly. What so you believe, be- yeah, and exactly. Like, <laughs> oh, violence
1: man. is a part of many religions for sure. So,
0: what you believe about the world is very extremely. Important. It's probably the most important thing about you that there are people are walking around around you right now. Maybe even you're that person, and you believe that you are God. You believe that you are better than people. So because of that, you treat people any way that you want to. You are king of the queen of the world. Who's gonna tell you that you're wrong? Um, and there are plenty of people who act this way. In response, you know, and I guess in response to that, I worship a God who is loving and who is generous and he's mindful and all these things. So I must be loving in response, I must be generous, I must be mindful and thoughtful, I must be a, a reader and appreciator of the things that are beautiful in this world. So our worldview or our religion has a very a, few, a huge ex, uh, effect on how we live. And especially in the case of Christianity, it will improve society, but it must first change people and influence them. Uh, it must change them into something new, submitting our will to God, who is the ultimate good and then good will come from that uh it does not start with oh let's find the good and then find god after that it must start with god and then he changes us to be good um so yeah Did you have other thoughts about religion itself doesn't cause any harm
1: yeah i mean like you said it's just it's kind of one of those like deep philosophical statements you know, here yeah. she's trying to sound deep but like i mean as we can point out like you and i and i agree like we don't necessarily agree that religion has not caused harm Mm -hmm. I, i agree like it has caused harm unfortunately what people do under the umbrella of religion has is not always a great thing um religion as a whole right it's a very broad thing there's a lot of different religions um and like i said some very much do cause harm and have caused harm and will continue to do harm. Mm -hmm. Even Christianity, right? There are people who claim to be Christian that unfortunately give us a bad name because they've gone out and they've done harm in the name of Christianity Mm -hmm. under the umbrella of religion. And so that's, you know, I would like to think that religion (laughs) would not cause harm in and of itself, but unfortunately... It can, people, yeah. it's something that people get very passionate about, right? It's something you dedicate your life to. For like, sure. It's why, you know, like in World War II, like Japanese airmen were willing to kill themselves for the sake of war, right? Mm-hmm. This idea of religion, right? When they died, they were getting a reward for that. For sure. For that death, right? It's it's why people are willing to do really awful things and, and you know, uh, they're doing it for religion. They're Absolutely. they for, for what they believe in and so, yeah.
0: Do not be deceived by the mindset that what you believe does not matter. it a hundred percent does um so again, the as Charlie mentioned, it sounds deep. it is not yeah. what you believe matters, so, so believe in something good, I believe just, in Jesus, yeah,
1: take, yeah, take a <laughs> moment to reflect on your own beliefs and your religion, you know if you're listening to this, right, think about your religion that you've aligned yourself with, right? Is it something that is promoting evil? If it is, hey, yeah, mm-hmm. probably not something. Probably not something you should do.
0: Probably not.
1: Probably not. So, And that's why we're Christians, right? Mm-hmm. And That's why we can tear apart so many of the arguments that are being used. And that is because, you know, there is nothing like Christianity, for example, right? When you read the Bible, God does not call us to be evil. He calls us to be good, mm-hmm. right? There is, right, if, if, if she won't say that, like, religion and a shelf should never cause any harm. That's exactly right. Or Christianity mm-hmm. itself should never cause harm. It's exactly right. There is nothing God has asked us to do that is going to cause like worldwide harm mm-hmm. like he's not asking us to go out and kill people for his mm-hmm. in, in his name right he's not asking us to go out and hurt ourselves in his name right we talk about persecution but god never tells us to go and seek persecution it's yeah. more or less when the persecution occurs kind not of of how you handle it right and absolutely so he's not asking us to go and seek harm or go and do harm um what he does teach us is when harm is done how do we react to that mm-hmm. so it's just that's why we serve god it's because yeah. he his message is one of, of greatness and peace and love and so yeah
0: no. yeah that's a really good take on that especially with persecution all righty the next question is i consider myself a good person do you consider yourself a good person charlie yes nice
1: <laughs> most of the time <laughs> i fail time. i'm a human and i fail yeah i understand that very it. Nice, but overall i do genuinely gener- generally generally Try to be a good person. Yeah. So
0: That's what I, I struggled with this for a little while because, you know, you read in the Bible a lot about how we're sinful and <laughs> we got some, we got a lot of issues. Uh, but first John two really stuck out to me when I was thinking through this, mm. it says uh, in verse 28, 29, and now little children abide in him so that when he appears, we may be ha- we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. So I have to be a practicer of righteousness if I'm to be a found in him and abide in him and have confidence at his coming. So I'm certainly not good on my own and I do not desire good things all the time. Um, And the more that I've grown in Christ, the more, you know, the longer I've been married, <laughs> only a little while, but even in that. Uh, and the people I meet who are very dedicated to Jesus, all of them show me different ways about how I'm prideful and I'm selfish and I'm angry and I'm impatient. So I'm not perfect, as Charlie mentioned, but I am seeking to live righteously uh, as God has shown me the way. So I, I think that's important for us to note. And especially if, you, if you're a Christian, you're just thinking exclusively from the mindset of all the sins you've done. Yes, that is true. Yeah. But you are called to live and abide in a certain way. So if you are practicing righteousness, you are good. And it's because God has made you good. So I think that's important for us to think about. I know a lot of Christians who beat ourselves up uh, that way. So just giving you another way to think about it. I also found it interesting in this section is that everybody, everybody, including the people who do not believe that there is good and bad, they come forward and they, because they believe they are good people.
1: But there is no good
0: Oh man. But they're
1: good. That's what you were gonna you bring it out as Richard lyle specifically, like yeah. my good always my bad. You've just you've just stated that there is a good and a bad. Y- yes. But yet you just you literally just said that there is no good and bad. So it's beautiful.
0: Guys, like please just sit down <laughs> in a room, turn yeah. off everything and just sit there for like fifteen minutes and think about yeah. is your worldview even consistent yeah. with what you actually believe? Uh man. I also believe this is part of why repentance, like that part of coming to to Christ, that is so much harder than like sometimes we place on it. It's like, "Oh yeah, repent, be baptized." Acts 238. <laughs> repentance means you have to acknowledge you're horrible. You're not a good person at all. Um so you have to submit to God and be like, "Yeah, I've messed up and I need to be made new." Um so I think that's important for us to think about. It, that's, that's a big step. Uh, Charlie also mentioned, yes, Richard Lale, I guess, our our favorite vampire looking guy. Uh, he talks about how he really hopes that his good outweighs his bad. And he's much more confident than I am because I know that the bad of my life, both in, the, in what I know of, about awful things I've done and also the things that I didn't know or things I said or ways I treated people that I didn't know were hurtful. I know that my good doesn't outweigh my bad. Yep. And that's why christianity is awesome because we have grace because even the places we failed and we didn't know that we failed god is willing to forgive those out of the depths of his love um it doesn't get much better than that folks i I don't know what else to say it's pretty great so if you're worried about oh man i'm imperfect god knows that and he's still willing to have mercy on you so for Richard Lyle. Hopefully he's he understands. Like that that statement right there is a hopeless void that you're going to fall into because something every day, more than just one something every day, you're going to do that's hurtful or harmful or evil, yeah. and you need mercy. So.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's a very uh, uh world way of looking at it, right? Mm-hmm. The idea of like you know being good or bad, like you know doing your good deeds right to make up for your bad ones, and 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 looking at it like this almost a way of balance, right? Where you have on one on one of the scale, you have the bad things, and the other scale you have the good things. So you try to keep a nice balance there. If anything, you try to make sure that your good outweighs your bad. Mm. And like you said, right, if you're looking at it genuinely, like there's no way you will never. But then again, right, we believe that because we know how all the all the sins that we've committed against God, right, and things that we would say is bad and sinful in our religion and our Christianity, they would not view as bad necessarily. Mm. So for them. There's less bad for them to have to overcome, <laughs> if that makes That's sense. That's true, yeah. Like yeah. for us, right, we know the weight of our sin. We know what we've done, right? And like you talked about, it makes it hard. It weighs us down. Like I'm definitely one of those people that, like the question, are you a good person? And it's hard to just mm-hmm. come up and say yes. Like, um, But like, you know, for them, there's a lot less bad in their mind that they have done, right? And same for me. Like I didn't recognize necessarily all the evil in my life that was there until I came to God, right? Until mm-hmm. I saw God, right? And and when you finally look at yourself through the lens of of, of Christianity, right? And, and understanding all that God is forgiving you of, it really helps you see, you know, just how in need of him you actually were. Absolutely. Before that, you didn't understand, yeah.
0: right? That's why I'm, I'm curious about how much of this life we're going to remember in heaven. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like those first steps in heaven, when you're like, oh, this is perfection, I was dreadful I was a dreadful creature when I was back on earth like I wonder how if we're gonna have kind of like whiplash from that it's it's interesting to think about all right so we only have a few more questions left thank y'all for listening we're gonna take one more break and we'll be right back with you So we only have a few more questions left. Uh, and we, at the end of this, we want to talk a little bit about empathy and compassion, all that good stuff. So those are important for the faith as well, if you didn't know. So one of the questions they ask here is, I respect all religions. Ooh, Charlie has a, he's got a, it's a tough question. Do you agree, yeah, I Charlie?
1: Mean, honestly, it's not that tough. I mean, just being straight. I mean, just being straight. No. No. <laughs> Like literally, like when the first thing I read, when I, when I heard this, I respect our religions is like, I just, I literally, my mind went straight to the KKK. Like that's te- that was technically a religion. Yeah. 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 And I literally, there's no way you could ever have any level of respect for those people. Yeah. So it's like, and then I can just, the, and then the examples just keep coming to my mind of like religions, right. That have been used in very, very awful ways. Like we were talking about earlier. So mm-hmm. it's like, I, I just, I can't, and it's hard. And I know that that's going to make a lot of people really mad but i mean it's i just you know yeah i respect people i do not expect their religion necessarily yeah okay
0: and that's the thing i think is super important because our culture really emphasizes, at least western american whatever culture emphasizes tolerance as a value Mm -hmm. and it's like i don't believe in the coexist sticker i believe that if i meet anybody If I meet a Muslim or anybody, I'm going to treat you with all the love and respect and dignity that you deserve, that you have been given by Christ. Absolutely. Uh, But, again, there are religions that are specifically to hurt people. They aren't good. There are religions that are going to condemn your soul to hell. That is not good. Uh, So, since I believe in Jesus, I believe everyone who does not believe in Jesus is wrong. That means I don't respect your religion. So, it's really hard for people, I think, to see that dichotomy, but uh, I mean, Jesus shows how to live it and the other disciples show how to live it. The apostles show how to live it. So I think it's, respons- it's responsible for every Christian to say, "There is nothing- I would lay down my life for you. I will be charitable to you. I will be kind to you. I will love to you. I will treat you with respect. That is our call and our duty all the time, no matter what anyone else believes. However, if you reject Jesus, I can't say I reject, I, I accept what you believe. Uh, I think that'd be pretty inconsistent. Yeah. We've just talked about inconsistency. So, yeah.
1: And I know, like this just brings up every like Christian stereotype of, you know, we're just the worst people that don't love anybody. Mm-hmm. I get it when we say things like this, it could easily be mis, like misunderstood and mm-hmm. applied in that way. of You and I are just sitting here just hating everybody for different religions, but that's like, please don't, please don't hear it in that way. I know, I know a lot of, like, especially, like, non-Christians, when they think of Christianity, the first thing is, oh, you're those people, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and you and I, are right, we're members of, you know, what's, you know, Christ's church, right? Church mm-hmm. of Christ, right? Whatever the title you want to give it. And, you know, even, even in the Christian community, right, we're viewed as, uh, we're those people, yeah, right? Yeah. We're just, you know, nobody else is going to heaven except for us. It's a whole, that's a podcast. (laughs) But, and I, so I know, like when when we say things like this, it could easily be, you know, you're attempting to just shut your ears off and be like, oh man, are those people are, they're just, you know, super conservatives that, you know, hate everybody. Mm -hmm. No, like, please, please, please don't hear us in that way. Mm -hmm. Right. Like Alexander said, and and like I tried to say, like, we absolutely respect people. We absolutely love people. We don't necessarily love the things that you're (laughs) participating with and the standards by which you're living your life. Right. So it's. Yeah, please, please don't hear us now.
0: <laughs> yes, please sh- show us a little bit of charity. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> show yeah. us the same love and respect yeah. that we're going to show you. And that's <laughs> that's the goal. I mean, Jesus, one of things I, I really come to appreciate about him is how every room that he walked in, he was the person who was most strict against sin, but the most graceful person as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's what every Christian is trying to, or should be trying to be, is seeing that he's our example. So. Jesus was not afraid to tell sinners that they were sinners. He was also not afraid to say, come to the kingdom, repent, yeah. trust in me. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we got to be doing the same thing. So love you. Don't love your religion. Sorry. Uh, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> so, oh, I mistyped this on the thing. Edit, edit, edit. All right. Final question. The core of my religion is love. How about that, Charlie? 100, <laughs> 100, yeah, that's, crazy.
1: You know, read anything Jesus said. <laughs> go read First John. 10, mm. Highly recommend. It's pretty much if you walk away from that feeling any other way, I don't, I don't know. That's <laughs> God is love, and that's what God's called us to do.
0: Absolutely, so. First John yeah. is an excellent book, very underrated epistle if you have not read it. Um, so, as, again, I agree with Charlie. Absolutely true. Christ first loved me. The Father first loved me. Love has existed longer than there has been a physical universe. So I'm called on to love God and to love people. That is, you know, that's what we're told. Uh, so there's nothing more important than love. And I believe it's important for every Christian to remember that. And you know, so you drive down the street or, you know, people who are, You know, if we treat our races as horribly or whatever it may be, we have to remember in each every in each and everything I do, am I being motivated by love of God and love of my neighbor, or am I doing it for myself? Um, But again, when this question was asked to this audience, everyone came up to the front and said, "Yep, I I think love is a good thing." In your universe, if there is no good and no evil. (laughs) love cannot be good love is worthless and meaningless and garbage uh so
1: yeah my my response (laughs) question is like you know if someone doesn't believe in good and evil but then they believe in love i'm like well where does that where does love Mm -hmm. come from like how did love start where did that emotion come from exactly you know why is it instilled in every species of you know we see even in other species of animals right like care that you know mothers have for their children Mm -hmm. right like and then we've obviously see that all throughout humanity. Like, where does that come from, yeah. right? Like, there's no way two single cell amoebas. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't. I could be wrong, but I yeah. really don't see a way that two just living organisms can develop into having this emotion of yeah. love and care. I just, I feel like that has to come from something.
0: And even if they do evolve to have that, why is that good? Is right. it valuable, or right. is it something that's yeah. going to be bred out of our evolution down right. the line because not it's not valuable? Be,
1: selfish and and serve yourself which is something that even they were they were talking about even when we talked about last week and um and this idea of like you know you can be selfish and still give like you know Mm -hmm. when they were breaking down specifically a good and evil question they're like no there's no good and evil. you know you 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 were in life to serve yourself and but that's not if that's your take of like you're just living for yourself and trying to survive the best way you can That's not love. It's not love. I guess you love yourself. Maybe. I don't Mm. know. I don't know. But then I don't know. Either (laughs) way.
0: Yeah. So again, if you believe in love and you think love is valuable, good. I'm glad. How do you know that's valuable? And how do you know if loving someone the way that you're doing is appropriate? I think that's important too, because there are some people out there who are like, I saw this really attractive girl on Tinder. I love her. No, that's (laughs) not. It's, pretty much only for your lust right so understanding that love is more than just i see someone and i'm attracted to them it's more about am i willing to sacrifice for this person am i willing to lay down my life for their sake am i willing to seek their own good even when they don't seek mine and i think t- the temptation in this is i can say my co- the core of my religion is love but then i put a boundary on who is loved and who is not loved i don't have to love the clansmen because that guy is a jerk, mm-hmm. but I can love people in my tribe. But God's love calls me to love even that clansman. Uh, and there's only, there's only one person who can make this black man love the clan. And that is Jesus. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's just the way yeah. it goes. Uh, and so when, all, when we say that are the core of our religion is love, it starts with the cross and it yep. ends with the cross. So yep. if Jesus is willing to love everybody, that's my call as well. All right, so we went through all those things. Uh, again, really watch the video and kind of think through those things. It's so it's amazing to see just in those couple of questions, the contradictions that people fall into when you rip Jesus out of the picture. It's just like, it's mind-boggling. Uh, but I think just our culture values m- moving so quickly and virality and all this type of stuff that we don't just sit around and think and meditate on, is my life valuable what do I need to do to honor God? Like, or any of those types of things. Yeah. So I think it's important for us to do a little bit. Yeah. It's always
1: good to hear other perspectives.
0: For sure. That's what so, I mean. That's part of watching this video. Yeah. I think it's good for and, us. And
1: it's, yeah, I, I like seeing it right in a video where I have time to think about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, cause the last thing I want is for, for me to be in that situation. And I react, you know, reactively versus, you know, with an understanding or an empathetic way. Like
0: Absolutely. That you
1: know we got heated on the podcast i know but um you know allowing yourself time to hear those other perspectives and and process them in a a safer place in a private place where you can gather your thoughts so that Mm -hmm. you know when you are faced with something like that in life you can handle it in in a loving way
0: like we talked about for sure uh so as we wrap this up uh, did you learn anything from this video Charlie was there anything you thought was cool or anything else you wanted to note
1: I mean yeah I, I like I said obviously learned a lot about another opinion and in a religion that I didn't know a lot about in general like satanism right like mm-hmm. I was I think you know like most people when you hear about the satanic church or satanism your mind is like oh devil worshipers yeah so learn that's not that's not necessarily true right It's it's more or less a group of Atheists, I feel like that just wanted to form a community, mm-hmm. of the church of atheism, if you will. So, um, but so I learned a lot about that, thought that was you know interesting. Um, but then you know, also got took time to look at myself to you know, reflect on my own personal beliefs and am I doing what I'm actually called to do when mm-hmm. really you go through these things, right? When I when you ask me the same questions that they were being asked, right? Using that time to reflect. And I encourage you to do that too, right? Mm -hmm. Every question that was asked and that we went through, ask yourself that question, right? And then, you know, reassure yourself of your answer to make sure that what you're saying is really, is is really what you believe, right? Is actually how you're living, Mm -hmm. right? You know, my, the center of my religion or the core of my religion is love. My immediate response, yes, but take time. And really, am I actually living that? Mm -hmm. Am I actually being loving? So. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Uh, one thing that you mentioned last week I thought was really good was about how all the people on the other side or all the Satanists had some religious upbringing. Yep. Two of them were in Christian uh, basis, and one of them was uh, Jewish. So I think that should teach us a lot about how much we need to be taking care of our kids. Yeah. Uh, because if we te- if we teach them something that is incorrect about God, they could end up on that other side of the room. And that's really heartbreaking. Um, because they have rejected the goodness and the love and the mercy and the grace, all the, all the wonderful things that God gives and they've turned it over for some, uh, some garbage. Let's just put it that way. So I think that's important for us to be very mindful. If you have kids, you know, I can't tell you how to parent. I'm not a parent, but you know, be mindful of your children. And for us who are are single or older or whatever you may be, really care for the people, the younger people in your congregations, because they need you and they need you to be examples of Jesus as well.
1: Yeah. No, that was a good point. That was something I wanted to bring out. Like it's not just you with your children, but also who you're surrounding yourself mm-hmm. with and surrounding your children with as well. You know, a lot of the reasons like they're probably one of the most I've ever heard of people in the church is because they saw hypocrisy. In the church, yeah. Right? Yeah. Not necessarily they all hypocrisy from their parents, but from the church in general. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's bigger than just you as a parent, right? It's, it's everyone that you, and not just you as a parent, yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's who you surround yourself with. It's, you know, so yeah, just be watchful. Mm -hmm. That's a really good point.
0: For sure. Uh, A couple of things that I just wanted to note were number one, don't underestimate the beauty and love, beauty and love as evidence for God. Because a lot of this, uh, the arguing in this was not based upon here is my evidential point for why I don't believe in God. But a lot of it was, God told people to do bad things, or I think people are motivated by wrong things. And it's like, well, you know, where does love come from? Why is love valuable? I think that's important. Also, just art or the sunset or butterflies like they those are colors. Oh, fall colors here, it's y'all. about that time so like don't <laughs> underestimate those things when you reach out to people like you know have you considered this thing as beautiful and maybe for you as a christian sit and meditate yeah. and think about those things i think that's very helpful uh number two be a living example of the good that christ can bring charlie already mentioned this about people in hypocrisy they have a big issue with it so Don't be a hypocrite. If Christ tells you live this way, live that way. And that's important for all of us to consider. Uh, I'm not sitting up on here on a throne telling you what to do. I need to be considering myself, uh, considering what Jesus has called me to as well. So if people say that Christianity hasn't done anything good, make sure that it has done good to you. Uh, Make sure Christ has changed you. Uh, Number three, be consistent with what you believe so i think that re- that's required for everybody of their religion if you believe this thing to be true you better be consistent with how you live it out you cannot say there's no good no such thing as good and evil and then say you're a good person that does not make sense it does not align with what you believe so be consistent and especially if you're a christian live consistently we already mentioned that but can't can't emphasize it enough um and finally in all answers, stay peaceful, full of grace and love as the Savior was. One of my big takeaways from this video was just the way that Sean acted. His answers weren't necessarily mind blowing. I think he answered well, but they weren't like, oh man, I've never thought of it that way before. But the way that he approached the situation, there's one situation where he's literally being laughed at by everybody else and he doesn't treat anybody wrong. He remains even keeled and, and, you know, takes their, he takes their, uh, you know, they're, I don't want to say bullying. I feel like that's a little bit too strong, but he takes their, their words and kind of, you know, he just asks questions very kindly. He doesn't bold or bend or say, ah, oh, you know, this thing isn't true or, you know, anything like that. He's Satan is evil. There is good and bad, all that. So he's willing to stand up for it, but willing to do with the grace and the love that Jesus showed. And I think that's Really big for all Christians watching the video is to, in some way, imitate Sean in the way that he handled the situation. I thought he did really well. So, yeah.
1: Never act like, like I, I like watching his mannerisms mm-hmm. because he gave across a, a very, like, he was learning. Right? Mm-hmm. He was there absorbing what was happening, right? He responded to the question, he would respond to a comment, but then when they would try to rebuttal, you know, you could tell by the way he was, his his body language alone, he was actually listening mm-hmm. to the response and absorbing what it was that they were saying and not necessarily firing right back, right? He just yeah. absorbed it and took it and just kind of nodded and was like, okay, huh. And then, you know, and then you move on to the next one. Absolutely. It's, it's fantastic, right? Absorb, listen to what the other people are saying, right? Mm-hmm. You don't always have to give an immediate rebuttal to every time someone says that your religion is worthless, right? You like sometimes you need to hear why they think that mm-hmm. in order for you to make the best response, the most knowledgeable response, Absolutely. not a uh, rash response or reactive response.
0: Yeah. So. And he shows he like, he perfectly contradicts how Richard Lail acts through it, yeah. who literally does not let people finish and is already ready to jump down their throat. Yeah. And it's like, even, you weren't even willing to hear the rest of what he had to say. You were already telling him, oh, Jesus' sacrifice didn't mean anything. Yeah. It's like, whoa.
1: Assuming that you know what the other person's thoughts are before they say it, it's never it's Never good. Never, never, good. never the right idea. Yeah. Never assume.
0: Never assume. All right. So I think this is important for us to consider. Uh, and I hope that these questions have helped you. And again, watch the video for yourself. It's a, It's a pretty good one. Anything else you want to say before we head out, Charlie? That's it. All right. This is another episode wrapped up. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we've got some fun stuff in the future, but we're also busy people. So we're going to keep trying to turn these out for you. And we're thankful for your attention and for your listens. Hope you all have a blessed week. See you in the next one.